Today, we light the candle of love. And it's not enough for God just to redeem us and give us a hope. But he has walked with us through the hope uh, while we wait for that hope. There is a love that fills our heart. And we're going to look at that today as we look at our reading in Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had already spoken by the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And they called his name Jesus. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word that comes to us as a beacon, that it declares the great gospel message that we are loved. And I pray today that God, your love would wipe away our definitions of love, that it would take us into a, a, diff, a deeper place where we begin to live in that love, the love that you have meant for us. And, and I pray that we would begin to embrace love and that we would begin to give love and walk in love. God, I pray bless us today. In Jesus' name, amen. As we look at this story of love, this story of Joseph, I think, is the very picture of the love that God has for us. You see, in this case, we know that Mary was not guilty. We know that, that what was conceived in her was from the Holy Spirit, that she was innocent. But we do know that the perception was of scandal. Um, and this represented the love of God. That even though we have, and we are guilty, we have played uh, the adulterer. We have been the one who has cheated on the, the one who has made us. And has given us life. And yet we have been unfaithful. And yet like Joseph. God has stepped down and taken us anyway. He was not afraid. To face the shame. 
and take the shame on himself so that we would be covered. And you see, that's what Joseph did. Joseph gave Mary a covering. And, and this is such a precious uh, 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 idea of what love is. Love is a covering. You see, love says, I don't care what people think of you. And I don't care what it happens to me because of it. But I'm going to step in for you. And I'm going to cover you. You see, Joseph said, Mary, you don't have to worry anymore. I'm taking you as as my wife, and I will cover you. I'll be the one that faces. If anyone has anything to say, they can come to me. You see, whatever you face of ridicule or scorn, you hold your head up high because I will take it on myself. You see, he covered her in that, in that marriage covenant, and that's what God does to us, that even though we are guilty, he covers us. Um, we've been we've been uh, looking at Noah and we want to look at Noah again as this picture of love and this picture of covering. And this is our key uh, idea today that I want you to go out that that are we living in the covering of love? Are we covering others and are we being covered by the love of God? Um, there's a story that many of you might know or maybe you may not have read this before, but in Genesis uh, chapter 9, uh, after the flood had receded and uh, they were on dry ground again, um, it picks up the story of Noah again. And this is what it says. It says the sons, uh, this is uh, starting in, in uh, chapter 9. I'm in the sun here. Uh, verse 18. The sons of Noah who went forth from the ark, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan, and these three were the sons of Noah. And from these three people, uh, all of the earth was dispersed. Noah began to be a man of the soil, and he planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine, and he became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and went out and told his two brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it between both of their shoulders and they walked in the tent backwards and they covered the nakedness of their father and their faces were turned backwards so that they did not see their father's nakedness. Now when Noah awoke from his wine, and he knew what had been done, what the youngest son had done to him. He said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants he shall be to his brothers. But he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. And may God enlarge Japheth and let him dwell in the tents of Shem and let Canaan be his servant. You see, we have this picture of covering that Noah, you know, just because God had saved him, it was not because Noah was perfect. You see, Noah was just as sinful as everyone else on the earth that got destroyed. The only difference was that he held on to that hope. He took hold of the hope that we talked about last week. He became faithful. He became obedient. We talked about that, that these are what hope looks like. It looks like a heart that, that is obedient. 
And because of that, God honored him. But he was sinful. And so we see that, that Noah fell and, and, and uh, he partied hard one night and uh, 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 was in his tent uh, for all to see. And yet we see the difference between love and dishonoring. We see that, that Ham showed no love. That he saw the brokenness of his, of his father. And we can imagine, it doesn't go into details, but you can imagine what he did. He went, oh, this great man is supposed to be our father. Can you believe this, guys? Look at him. And in disrespect, he went out and shamed Noah. He told everyone. Now, was he right? Sure, he was right. He didn't say anything false about his dad. But you see, he chose in a self uh, uh, lifting attitude to point out, to become critical, to become judgmental. Whereas Shem and Japheth, they said, we're going to choose, we're going to choose to not look at them. And it says they put the blanket between them and backed in so they didn't even see him and they just laid it on their fat father. And they didn't condemn him, but they covered him. This is a picture of love. This is the love of Christmas. You see, we need to understand what Christmas is. Christmas is Jesus backing into the earth. Because we were disgusting. You need to understand that we still are. Most of us are naked before God. Most of us, even in our attempt to be good, is really a mockery of God. Because any time that we uh, do good things... You know what? It's nothing that is good compared to God because we're usually selfish in the middle of that, right? We're doing it for ourself. And even when we're doing something good, it makes us feel good. And yet God walks into our tent and he covered us. And not with a blanket, but he covered us with the life of his son. He laid down his life to cover us. And in fact, that was not new. This has been God's character. This is God's attitude towards you right now. He's saying, will you allow me to cover you? Because see, many of us, we're not like Noah where we've just passed out, you know, and have no control. We're still awake and very aware of our nakedness and, and, and are sometimes not aware, but we will not allow people to cover us because we don't think we need covering. That's the worst thing to think that you don't need covering. Remember the story in Genesis. Uh, in Genesis uh, chapter 3. When Adam and Eve. Had eaten the fruit. And what did it say? They became aware. That they were naked. And they were ashamed of what they had done. They became aware. But look what it says. Um, it says that then the Lord God said, behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Oops, I'm sorry. Right before that it says the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of everything living. And the Lord God came and made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin, and he covered them. 
You see, Adam and Eve, they tried to cover themselves with leaves, and, and that wasn't going to work. I think after a few itchy moments, they were like, uh, no, no, no. Yet God said, no, guys, I'll cover you. And he made the first sacrifice. God himself made the first sacrifice of an animal as he covered them with the skin. And that was only a symbol because that only temporarily covered their physical nature. And yet God still loved us enough that Christmas is the moment that God said there's a better covering. And now I'm coming into your tent. And Jesus backed into our tent, choosing not to look at our shame, but he covered us. And so the question is, are we allowing God to cover us? At Christmas time, when we're celebrating all the lights and all the, the great things, does it bring to us a remembrance that I am shameful? You ever had a dream, you know, you have those dreams uh, where you're, you know, you go to school and then you realize you don't have any clothes on. It's like, it's terrible dreams. You feel like just, and you wake up on it and sweats. Oh my gosh. You know, and yet that type of feeling should be what we feel in a spiritual way. We need to be aware that before God, oh my gosh, before God, I am, I am naked. I am broken. I, I am uh, uh, a mockery to him. And there should be something of shame within us. But in that, it should cause us to reach out and say, yes, God, cover me. To receive the covering of God. That every day we should say, oh, God, cover me once again today. You know, you get dressed every day. We need to receive the covering. To walk in love, and this is what I want to encourage you to walk in love, is to say, God, I need you to cover me today. And I'm going to walk in that covering. Now, what does it mean to walk in that covering? That when God covers me, does it mean that, God, now you have clothed me? And so now I'm going to just go jump in the same stuff that made me dirty and nasty before? No, to truly receive the covering of God is to be thankful, is to say, God, this covering is something that I don't deserve, but thank you so much. You cling to it. You hold to it. You live in such a way that I'm going to take care of this covering. Now, it's nothing that I did, and yet I'm going to live in such a way that honors the covering. Are we living in a way that honors the covering that God has given us? Or are we just taking that covering and constantly throwing it off? Because if we continue to live in sin, to continue to go back to those things or just ignore what God has done, then it's just like taking that, that covering, that blanket, and just throwing it off and saying, I don't need this. It's not a one-time thing. It is something we live in. And so, therefore, we need, to, we need to be aware of how we are living, of the choices we make, of the lifestyle that we live in. Are we living in the covering of God? Because look what he has done to bring us that covering. And so I want to encourage you. That's what it means to live in the covering. Now, that also means that you need to stop being a victim. You need to stop, get rid of self-pity. You don't have to feel sorry for yourself anymore because you're covered. So not only living in the covering of love, 
Does it mean that we live appropriately, that we honor God? But it also means to stop feeling sorry for yourself. There's no more condemnation if you are in Christ. Don't let the enemy continue to speak words of shame, of guilt, of, of pity, of victimism. Begin to stand and say, I am covered by the blood of Jesus, and he chose to cover me. So I'm not going to give in to those thoughts. You need to know you're covered. You see, Mary was able to take a deep breath because Joseph is mine. And sometimes she probably hid behind Joseph, and that's okay. We need to hide behind Jesus. When we're feeling down, when we're feeling upset, when we feel lonely, or when we feel hurt, you know what you need to do? Hold on to Jesus. He's your husband. He's the one that stepped up and took that place for you that you don't have to feel that way. We need to hide behind our covering. Not in fear, but in confidence that I was chosen by God. But I want to say one other thing. To live in love. To live in love is not just to be covered. But you cannot be covered and not be a covering to others. You see here we've got the example of Joseph. You see he could have just put her away quietly. He said I'll just, I'll just quietly sneak away and, and, and put her away. But no. He said I need to step up. I choose not to see that in her. I choose not to believe the worst. Ham, I mean, uh, Shem and Japheth, they chose, they chose not to ridicule their father. Now, they could have and they would have been true. But they chose to cover in love. We need to be people that choose to cover others. Does it mean that others deserve it? No. We need to stop looking that I'll only cover people that deserve it or I'll only, only cover people that have been able to cover me. You see, true love means that we are the people of God who step out and cover sin whenever we see it. Now, covering it does not mean we condone it or we make room for it. We allow it. But covering it means we step in choosing not to judge, choosing not to condemn, but to give that person the empowerment to overcome that sin. Because you see, covering does not say it's okay to be that way, but covering says, I'm going to help you to get out of that condition. And I'm not going to hold it against you. And I'm not going to criticize you. And I'm not going to go tell other people about you and make you an object lesson for others. But we are to be people of forgiveness and love that covers that. The Bible over and over again tells us in the New Testament that we are to be covering for others. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, this is what it says, above all. What do you think above all means? It means above all, first thing, number one, before you do anything else, keep loving one another earnestly. Now, earnestly means truly, not just in word and not just out of emotion. Now, love is not an emotion. Remember, we've said this over and over again. It's a choice. Because love covers a multitude of sins. You see, if we say that we're going to love church, we're going to love one another, that means we oversee a multitude of sins. 
We're here to encourage one another, not to tear one another down. Are there sins? Yes, there are. And that's why we need to cover each other. We need to pray for one another. We need to encourage one another. Not to say, oh, it's okay, we're going to ignore it. There's a difference between covering love and covering up love. I'm not calling us to cover up things. We're not here to cover it up and sweep it under the rug and, and ignore it. But we are to take it and cover it and bring healing and bring hope to it. That yes, it's there, but it is going to be covered. And I'm not going to treat you in any way, but in an encouraging way and offer you hope that you can come through it. In James, tells us a very similar thing. Uh, James chapter 5, verse 19 says this, my brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and yet someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Again, this picture of covering that if we are going to live in love, not only are we covered, but we are to be the people that cover others. Because I'm going to tell you, Jesus has come into this world and covered us, and he has given us a blanket big enough to take to others and cover them in their shame. Because there are others that are in that place that, that they know that they are naked, and they don't know what to do. And there is a sense of of anxiety, of fear, of just lack of hope, and yet we can cover that. We can give a covering. The question is, will we be willing to see them in that light? To stop being critical, to stop being judgmental, when you see those things, are you the first to criticize? Are you the first to, to, to be judgmental of them? Or are you the first to pray for them, to lift them up, to encourage them, to cover them? And part of covering is to be a strong encouragement to come out of that. Remember, it says what covers the multitude is to bring someone back. So sometimes we do have to stand strong against sin. We can't cover up sin. We need to say this is not acceptable, but I love you so much that I, I, I want to bring you out of that. We need to be the light that brings people out. And sometimes in trying to cover people and pulling them out, we are going to be pushed away. But in love, we still need to, to offer and, and to reach out. To those no matter how they're going to look at us. Because even in Joseph's choice of covering Mary. There are other people that rejected Joseph. And he faced that. We need to be willing to face the same shame. And criticism. To stand up for what is right. Not to condemn. But to offer a covering. And to love. Others. So today. The Christmas message. Is the love of God. Are we living in love? Are we living in the covering of love? And are we living in love by covering those around us and truly loving them? That is what makes Christmas 
the greatest time of year. Even in our own realization of what God has done for us, we can then, in that humility, see others in that same light. Let's cover them as God has covered us. And let's let Jesus cover us as he has come into this world.